know who the We're live. <laughs> We're here. For the 50th time. We're live. Oh, man. So, you know, I told myself this when we first started, bro. I was like, hey, man, I'm not, never going to miss an episode. Yep. And then week three, we missed an episode. No week four. It wasn't our fault. <laughs> it wasn't our fault. Yeah. We tried. We tried. We showed up. Three times. We did. Yeah, we're all here. Um <clears throat> okay, well, we're here now, and I'm happy because we have Brendan here, and we've been trying to tell a story for like a month now, I swear to God. We're getting there. We'll get it out. Uh, we're getting there, right? So, uh, Brendan Stangus, he's one of our top producing agents here on UVGO group, the uh, team group team. UVGO. So, I mean, you know, are we a team? Are we not? We, what do we want to call it? We're a group, right? We're a group. We're a group. I like that. I like that better. All right, so UVGO group, uh, Brendan Stangus, one of the top agents here. Uh, Brendan's been with us for about a month and a half. Yeah. Would you say? A little over a month. Yeah, a little over a month. Um, Brendan has a really badass story, and uh, we want to share it with all you guys here at home. You know what's pretty cool? <clears throat> is I got a, uh, we've been getting messages, right, from yeah, people. We have been. Um, other agents here in Utah. It's yeah. pretty cool. I got, one, I got one yesterday. Dude, a lot, uh, a lot of love. Yeah, a, a lot, lot of love, right? And exactly what I wanted to happen is what's happening. So a lot of agents seeing it because... Though we've only had a few episodes, uh, we still have been uh, able to communicate what I feel like are some of the things that agents deal with, um, being self-employed, completely self-employed, um, and being an entrepreneur in the real estate industry. So <clears throat> what I feel like it's done for a lot of people who are watching is they're starting to realize, like, damn, man, you can really make it in this industry if you try hard. Yep. You know, you work, you work your ass off. So... Uh, I'm happy that I feel like the message is going across exactly how I wanted it to and uh, People are listening. And they're engaging and we're getting a lot of love for it. So it's pretty. It's pretty cool Are you guys getting that where it kind of goes in and out? Yeah, it's it was doing it when we were testing it too. It was yeah, it's kind of weird, huh? Um, all right, so if you guys don't know last week's episode was butchered because of our mixer and this one We just got a new one. So hopefully it hopefully it works uh, I'll spill coffee on it. Yeah, I spilled water on it twice <laughs> Dude, this guy brings in 20 water bottles and we're sitting for an hour. I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> I drink a lot of water. It's your fault, then. My bad. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> uh, today I have coffee, which is nice. And you got Red Bulls. Shout out to Red Bull. Sir. All right. Okay, so, and I like that you brought a water bottle with a lid on it. Good job. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, so <laughs> let's get to Brendan, right? Because, Brendan, dude, your story is so dope. Like, you're old. I mean, how old are you? 22. So for you guys listening, uh, Brendan, is he's young. He's 22. He's been doing real estate for about two years now. Yeah, uh, about to hit my two-year mark in, I think, March. March. Mid-March. Mid-March. So Brendan is doing really good for a second-year agent. Killing it. Killing, Killing it. it. Killing it, right? He's working the system exactly how you're supposed to work the system. You it know, works, he's, dude. He's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. Um, so I want, Brendan, I want you to share your story with some of the viewers uh, and listeners so they can you know, see like, okay, what does it take to be one of these top producing agents? You know, because I feel like you've tapped into exactly what it takes to be one. So let's go back to before you were an agent, right? Ooh. I want to know who you were, <laughs> who you were before you were Brendan Stangus, the realtor. Is it, what's your hashtag? Uh, it's just at Brendan Stangus or Brendan.Stangus, I think. Okay. So at Brendan Stangus. Um, but you're not from Utah. No. I'm, so where uh, are you from? I'm from Michigan. I grew up in Michigan. My parents are from Michigan. Um, all my family's back out there. I went to school out there and coming to Utah was a huge step because I've never even been here before. It was uh, kind of a spur of the moment thing and it worked out. But um, yeah, I grew up back in Michigan and that's all I've really known. Sorry, I had to put my phone down. <clears throat> okay. Dude, these, these mics are like, it's like I'm in scared, and out. I'm scared, dude. I know, scared. you're worried it's not going to go through, well, huh? I'm sitting here, I'm like, I'm going to have to fucking do it again. <laughs> I hope not. Take four. Anyways, I, bro, I really enjoy it. So if we had to, then... I'm, I'm cool fun. with it, right? It's I fun. like it. Uh, I love hearing your story, right? So you grew up in Michigan. You're from which part of Michigan again? Like an hour north of Detroit, a city called White Lake. White Lake. Mm -hmm. You guys lived on the lake. Yeah, right? and that was a huge change coming out here to Utah, too. It's like I'm used to being on the lake with a pool, with boats, everything. And then it's like, you know, shit out here in Utah for that. Yeah. I say just to uh, prevent any potential catastrophe, get as close as you can to the mic. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so... I'm happy because you're here now and you're with us in Utah, Utah's very own. And, uh, I mean, we could not be more grateful to have you here, bro. Like for real. Appreciate it. Right. Um, and so Brendan, you, you came from there, but you weren't always, uh, uh, you weren't always in sales, right? You weren't you like oh, in the IT I was, industry yeah, for I did a while? I IT for like, uh, seven years. So I got into it. 
um, end of middle school, so what, eighth grade, you're like 14, 15, whatever. And uh, I started doing IT for my school district. I did that for seven years, and that's kind of what broke me out of my comfort zone. So I came from being a kid that was super quiet. I didn't like doing anything. I didn't like talking to anyone, outgoing. I was a kid that would just sit there and listen. And um, it was because I was shy. Like, I didn't want to be the kid that was wrong or have people look at me and be like, oh, why is he saying that or that's the wrong answer. And going through that process and doing IT and having to go into classrooms in front of people and, and just talk the whole time made me into the person that became more outgoing, wanting to talk to people, wanting to reach out. And, you know, it's, it was a big transition. It was huge. Yeah, I, I can see that because you you are a very analytical person. Um, I'm just adjusting these dials. This thing is so crazy. Um, but you're very analytical, and you're also an extrovert, I feel like, now. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's pretty rare. I mean, this guy is, like, super, super analytical. I mean, he came in here and he saw the cables. And you actually... Bro, yeah, I did the best I could without unplugging shit because I was like, if I unplug it and it gets fucked up, it's going to be do? on me. He organized all the cables. Me anxiety, <laughs> no shit. Bro. I walked in here. I was like, what the fuck's going on over there? It, like it a was a mess. Nest. Yeah, it was a mess. And I was like, uh, yeah, it looks good. Well, it looks I'm looking good. in that direction the whole time. I'm like, I don't want to fuck with that, dude. But. So, yeah, dude. No, that, that really looks really good. But, I mean, ex- this is exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, you're somebody who pays attention to the details. Mm. You know, and I think that your clients are extremely lucky to have you as an agent because you're looking at every little thing. I mean, just so happens that one of your last clients was a real estate attorney and you guys clicked because he was very analytical. He was, dude. We were on the same page with absolutely everything. Like we're walking through a house and we'll see like a tiny little crack or like a nail or screw something popping out of the sheetrock and we'll both put our eyes on it and we'll like look at each other and we had that connection. Like we're noticing stuff that nobody else is noticing and his wife's like, what are you looking at? And I was like, we noticed that. Like we want it fixed. So... I notice the super, super tiny stuff. Yeah. No, that's good. And, and that's a huge asset, you know, in real estate for you yeah. and your clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and us as well, you know, you're, you're here on the team representing the brand, which is really awesome. Um, so let's let's go forward a little bit. So because you were in IT mm-hmm. and then you move forward. After IT, what were you doing? Uh, after IT, um, graduated high school. I went to college. I was going to U of M for business management. And um, I was a kid that was always really good in school. So I was book smart, street smart. Um, but I was getting good grades. I was in honors. And then going to college, same thing. And I found myself the whole time I was in college, um, I was showing up to the classes. I was like, I already know this shit. And um, granted, you get that with a lot of college students. I mean, a lot of stuff's repeat. You're doing gen ed credits. But even like my business classes, I was going to the class and like, I don't want to sound cocky, but I felt like I knew what the teacher was already going to say or even I knew more. And um, I stopped going to class and I would only show up on the days of like the tests or the exams or whatever. And I'd go in there and I'd pass them with flying colors. And it was funny because the professors would, they'd love me, but they'd hate me because like I was such a good example of what they wanted to, to produce in a student uh, as far as grades and study habits and stuff like that. But on the flip side, I was like, I was never there. So um, we went back and forth a bit. And then uh, the second semester came and I was like, I can't do this. There's no way I can just push myself through four years of this. And uh, I don't want to say I gave up on it, but I did but it was for something you know better i wasn't the type of person that's like okay i'm not good at something i'm gonna quit like if if i'm not good at it i'm gonna push through it become the best at it and then quit but um ended up coming home second semester like right when it started and the funny thing is i didn't tell my parents so uh, i'm sitting in my dorm one day and i was like dude i'm done so i pack everything into my car and um, one of my roommates walk in he's like what's going on and i was like i'm out like i'm leaving dude and he started laughing at me i was like no like i already pulled my classes from missions like i'm going home i'm done with this I, I can't do it um i'm just i'm wasting money at this point so packed my stuff came home and my parents are like what are you doing home dude and uh i told them i was like i'm done i'm not going to college anymore and and they were thrilled right oh yeah we can say thrilled <laughs> um because they they wanted me to go to college they really did yeah. and then for me to just come home after a semester they're like what the fuck is this kid doing like he's fucking his life up he's already given up and um they were pissed dude and they didn't talk to me for a minute and uh after that I uh picked up a job working at Trigicon which is a government contracted you know scope RMR company that sends stuff out to the the military and um did that for a while and it got to the point where I was going in there and I was changing the line and how stuff was structured and I wasn't getting the recognition or appreciation um, that I felt like I, I should have been. And it just, it rubbed me the wrong way. And in the meantime, I had my best friend that, you know, came to me. He's like, dude, you should get into real estate. 
I was like, no, no. And I kept pushing him off. He's like, no, like go to, go to Utah and do real estate. And, uh, finally, I don't know if I woke up, I was having a, a weird day or something. And, uh, I finally said, fuck it, let's do it. And, uh, I was like, give me the classes, like, show me what I got to do, like, and I'll do it. And he, he starts laughing or whatever. And, uh, I got it and started taking my classes and sure enough, like it, it blew him away when he actually figured out I was doing it. But, um, Side story on top of that, I was sitting in my room taking my classes on my computer one day, and I remember remember my mom walking in, and uh, I, I was supposed to be at work that day. I really, I don't know, if I, took, I don't know if I took a sick day or what I was doing, but I knew I was getting to the end of my classes, and uh, I was still working at Trigicon, but I was like, I need to bust this stuff out. Like if I'm if I'm really gonna do this, at the end of the day, I'm gonna be leaving this company. Um, so whatever, I took a sick day. She walks in, she's like, "What are you doing home?" and um, I don't know what I said. I made up some stupid excuse. I'm sick or don't feel good. And um, I think she saw my computer screen and she's like, what are you doing? And uh, I was like, that was when I told her now that I'm already like 75% through my classes and have plans on moving to Utah. Like I'm transitioning into real estate. I'm going to be moving out to Utah and shit hit the fan to say the least. And she starts screaming and yelling this, that, the other. And uh, I pissed my mom off a lot, but that's, I've never really seen her that mad. Dang. And um, she goes downstairs and she's screaming as she's going down the stairs. And then my dad hears what's going on. He starts screaming. And um, long story short, they're like, this is going to be the worst decision. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your money. You don't know what you're going to do. And uh, they shot it down. They really did. They thought yeah. it was going to be a terrible thing. And Well, um, well you're, you're an only child, right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. grew up an only child. Grew up in a neighborhood. There wasn't a lot of kids. So, um I was more, I guess, mature for my age. I was always hanging out with the older kids um, or just myself. And it it kind of helped me in my eyes. A lot of people are like, oh, don't you wish you had a brother? It's like, I don't know any better. So, no, I don't wish I had, you know, siblings and stuff. And the way I grew up is the way I grew up. That that made me into who I am. But um, I don't even know where we were on that. But. Well, I mean. So I'm, I'm curious to know, actually, what made you come to Utah? I mean, have you ever been to Utah before that time? No, no, never been to Utah. So what the hell made you come out here? <laughs> so uh, my best friend, the kid, the kid that was bugging me to do real estate to begin with, his uh, his brother was running a team out here, and that's kind of what pushed me to come out here to Utah. Uh, he had me come out here to join his brother's team. But if it wouldn't have been his brother out here and him just saying, hey, get into real estate, but I don't have any connections to give you, yeah, I don't think I would have done it. But since it, it was already played out, like this is what's going to happen, here's how it's going to go, I already had a lot of it lined up thanks to him. But um, no, I was never in Utah before and just, I was like, let's go. And now you're here. Why not? And now I'm here. Hell yeah. And crushing it too. Killing it. Trying. Killing it. Doing good. So, I mean, what was that like? Because, dude, it takes some balls to just leave everything you know. At 20. Leave all your family, all your friends. <laughs> pack up everything in your car and just drive. To, you drove to Utah? Yeah, I drove. You just drove, drove here to Utah. Started <laughs> doing real estate, right? And, I mean, you know, we talked about this, you know, before. It's like that is a huge asset for you that you, you have no distractions being out here in Utah. I mean, oh, that's it's just you huge. on your own. That's huge to me. Like, I always see guys on the team or in general doing real estate and granted, you know, they have families, there's other priorities at the end of the day, but um, they always get the distractions like, oh, my wife needs me, or oh, I gotta go pick my kid up from school, or oh, I gotta go to my daughter's dance, or something like that, I don't have that. And I don't have my buddies calling me, hey, let's go out to the bar, hey, let's go do this, let's go do that. It's just me out here. So all those distractions aside, I mean, I came out here with, one, my parents pissed off, and two, like a whole new journey that I have to succeed myself to make myself happy in, and I was like, I can either do really, really good at this and not fail and prove everybody wrong and make this into a career, or I'm going to fail and everything that everybody else said is going to be true. So I stuck my nose to it and made myself into something out here. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, you are doing really well. I mean, <clears throat> you know, since since I met you, I mean, you've always been pushing some of the nicest cars. Yeah. I mean, I've, you I've know, always had a few cars. Yeah. I mean, you, you've I've always been a car guy, you know, and I mean, right now you're driving a really expensive car, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I just pulled the trigger on that one. What, like three, three weeks, week, three yeah. weeks ago, four weeks ago, yeah. um, flew out to Arizona and picked that one up. That was a, that was a big milestone of mine. That was a dream car that I set my goal. I was like, I'm going to get this car by 25 and, um, things happened to play out. I did really good in real estate for a while now. And I was like, okay, I'm at the point where I can go get it. And you and got it I at 22. Hit it at 22. I smashed that Dude. goal. And now my 30 year goal is now my 25 year goal. So it's just, it's funny how things play out. Yeah. I mean, so <clears throat> wait, 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 wait. which kind of car did you get though? 
for the record. Hold on, we're, we're going to go into that. We're going to go into that. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. We're, okay. we're going to go into that. We're going to go into that. Um, but, I mean, that's a big deal for you because, I mean, you know, you're somebody who really, um, and I can tell, you know, I mean, you have a nutritionist and I mean, you're rocking a Burberry tie, you know, uh, image is, is, is a lot for you. Oh, it's huge. And right? it shouldn't just be for me. I mean, the, the industry we're in, your image needs to be everything. Yeah, it does. So, so, so let's talk about that. How has that helped you? Number one, because y- you are 22 and you know, y- you are dealing with a lot of clients in the luxury market. Yeah. And so you have clients who, you know, a lot older than you and, uh, it probably takes a lot to earn their respect. Number well, one, it takes a ton. And Compared number two, to, to earn their trust, to, to, to trust you with a, a large transaction. Um, so, I mean, talk to us about that mentality, bro, because we have people, um, that we know, you know, that we know that, that still haven't really gotten over that. You know, they think that maybe coming to work in jeans and, you know, a t-shirt is a, a appropriate apparel for, you know, the job as a real estate agent. Yeah, you gotta have a standard for the part-time agent, but I'm, I'm not here to be a part-time agent. Yeah, we don't have time for that shit. Yeah. So, um, you take that very serious, right? Oh, yeah. And you invest a ton into your image, yeah. And which I feel like is, is important, you know, in the industry that we're in, we really have to, you know, uh-huh. if you, you want to portray this image as somebody who can take care of someone's biggest transaction, biggest purchase, biggest, biggest sell of their life. I mean, you got to look the part. Yeah. You can look the part. And then there's sometimes I go to the extreme. I mean, you go designer, this designer, that, um, I blame my mom for that. Grew up. That's how she was. I turned into a label liquor because of her. And I don't know why <laughs> um, my dad's the exact opposite. He could, wear the same outfit for the rest of his life. He wouldn't care. But my mom, on the other hand, turned me into the biggest label liquor. And then as she got older, she grew out of it. And then it's funny. She questions me. She's like, why do you got to buy that? Like you caused this, like you, you caused all of this on me. And <laughs> now you're asking I've me I've never why. heard that term before for the record. Label, label liquor. liquor. Label liquor. <laughs> That's what she turned me into for real. She turned me into one, but uh, no, your image is absolutely everything in real estate, especially me being young. Cause I think my biggest struggle going into appointments is, uh, the clients are like, you're young, you're super, super young. And you got to get over that. And being young, they're going to look at you and think, okay, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. How long has he been in the game for? Um, is he going to mess this transaction up? Would I be better off going with somebody who's been in the in the industry for a long time? And um, funny side story, I had a client that I was trying to get signed and um, I was wrapping things up. It went great. Um, we got good connections, but at the end, the wife was like, um, thanks for your time and everything, but I think we're going to look another direction and find somebody who's a little bit older. And on the spot, I was like, okay, I just lost this client. So I can either do one of two things. I can walk out the front door or I can shoot this last shot and see if I can pick them up. Because even if I shoot that shot and they shoot me down, it's still the same answer as if I would have walked out that door and just left it at that. You got to shoot your shot, man. You do. You have you to. Do. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know what's so funny is I swear that term today, I heard it today. I never pay attention to it. I've, I've heard it before. I took it a, a way different way, <laughs> a, a total different direction. You know, I'm a little older and I'm like, what the hell did this person just say? Shoot your shot. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, dude? That's not appropriate. But now I understand what that means, right? Yeah. Okay. But um, back to them, um, they're like, yeah, I want someone who's a little bit older. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, shit, I just lost this deal. What can I do to get this back on track? And I, I go, I don't think you want someone that's older. I think you want someone who you think is more experienced. And the reason I think that is because when I walked in here, you asked me my age and it went a completely different direction after I told you a number. So in reality, you want someone who's more experienced and I can guarantee you that I'm the most experienced agent that you're going to work with out here in Utah. And I'm going to save you the most amount of money, get the deal done the quickest and have this whole transaction just be smooth compared to some old guy who's been in the office and who cares if he's been doing it for 20 years, he doesn't have the tactics and the knowledge that I do. And, um, I went on for a little bit and the husband starts laughing and, um, I'm like, okay, he just thinks I'm in some arrogant agent who knows everything. And uh, after he's done laughing, he's like, that's what we need because that's what I want. And uh, him and his wife, like, look at each other like, what? And um, he's he's like, no, like, we need him. We're working with him. And sure enough, I walked out with the signatures and everything, and we closed on him, like, I think 45 days later, and they said it was the best transaction ever, and I cranked two referrals out of him. Wow. So it's it's all how you – The confidence. You know, exactly. Yeah, confidence. Confidence. Yeah, exactly. confidence is super important in real estate. I mean, sales in general, you got to be confident in what you're doing. You got to believe in what you do too. Like you can be confident about every anything you want, but you truly need to believe in what you're doing because your clients are going to be able to, you know, see that. They they really are. So you can have someone that comes in and just bullshits you or you can have someone who's passionate about what they do and they know everything within that industry and that's going to be the person that gets the deal. Yeah. Um okay, so let's uh let let's go to that because um again, you know, we we really want to shed some light on number one on real estate agents, but you know, 
the people that are choosing to come onto the podcast, you know, what I want to get from them is um, I want them to share with the, the viewers, share with people who are listening, um, you know, how they do what they do, you know, because, you know, you talked about image, super important. <clears throat> you talked about confidence. You have to be confident. Um, but there's a lot of agents out there who are struggling with that. Yeah. You know, and so share with us, what are some things that you feel like has helped you along the way when it comes to uh, building your confidence, when it comes to, you know, focusing on your image, you know, and, and then and then getting the deals? I mean, do you feel like social media has helped you, um, you know, with, with you sharing your lifestyle a little bit? Do you feel like that's helped you get clients? Do you feel like that's helped attract people to you? I mean, what are some things, some of some, what are some things that you do that you feel like help you become successful? I think my biggest thing, and it, it might sound dumb to people, you just, you can't give a fuck what other people think or what they, they want you to do. Like, you're going to do your thing at the end of the day, and you're not going to let all those other people just pinning at you um, affect how you feel or how you act or what you do with your life. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, everyone's going to live their own life. And if you have a little person over here telling you, oh, you should be doing this, doing that, you're a puppet. You're a puppet at the end of the day. So um, you need to get past the point of others, you know, having their own opinion on you, whether it be good or bad, because no matter what industry you're in or life in general, it's going to happen. People are, are just, they judge. You do. You judge no matter if you're trying to or if it's subconscious. It's something that people do, and uh, you're never going to be able to avoid it. So if I walk in and you don't like my tie, great, you don't like my tie, but I think it looks great. Or you don't like my shoes, cool, I think they look good. So you got to get past that. For, um, for the record, I love your tie. Yeah. I love the <laughs> tie, man. Tie. I'm going to be 100% honest. You guys always ask me how I tie my ties. I don't know how to tie a normal tie. I, I can <laughs> I can tie 50 different knots. I can't figure that one out. I for can't do that. But, um, no, another big thing is just it's you got to get over the fact that you're going to be shut down. So um, whether you're on the phones or in person, you're not going to land every single deal, and you're not going to land every single person on the phone. And I see a lot of people in the office are like, oh, I had this great conversation, but it went nowhere. It's going to happen. You're not going to get every single person. So move on to the next one. Don't let that one hold you back, but learn from it. So uh, a cool thing I do when I'm on the phone with people, um, I'll write down, like, uh, the objections I get hit with. And then if that phone call goes bad and I feel like it went nowhere, I go back and see what I wrote down. I'm like, okay, when he objected me with this, I didn't handle it correctly. So now I know when I get somebody else on the phone and they have the same objection, what route to take it. And now I overcame that. And now I can land that type of client. Yeah. You see, and, and that's something that he does because he's an analytical type. Yep. You know, you look at every detail. That's why you're able to progress, I feel like, so fast. You know, you're moving at such a rapid pace in real estate. You're, you're two. And, I mean, you're, you're making way more than six figures. I mean, you're killing it. Yeah. Right? And, I mean, you are driving a nice car. And then maybe you want to tell the kind of car you're driving. You just picked it up. It's a huge goal. I mean, it's a McLaren. Yeah, I just yeah. picked up a uh, McLaren 12C. Yeah, yeah. And that's an expensive-ass car, right? Not a lot of people drive that. And, again, you're not doing it because you're arrogant. I mean, you, you, you want to invest in yourself and your image. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling like it's, you. It's huge. Yeah. Um, it can be a downfall sometimes, but in general, like the market that I'm targeting, you need to show that you can, you know, hang with that type of group and be in that crowd because at the end of the day, the people in that group that are buying, you know, this million-dollar homes, they don't want someone showing up in jeans and a hoodie and just speaking to them normally. They want someone they can connect with and go off on 50 different conversations and relate with outside of real estate because at the end of the day, you're creating a friendship or a relationship, not just a business plan, how to buy a house. Anybody can do that. But at the end of the day, that that clientele wants somebody who they can relate with, and then after that transaction's closed, almost become a friend with and network with on top of that. Yeah. So, Alan, let, let's talk about you for a minute. Sure. <clears throat> what so, do you want to know? What do you want to know, Fernando? So, I feel like I know everything about you, right? <laughs> <laughs> but for for the viewers, right, Alan, you've been crushing it, right? You've been, been crushing it, and I've known you for a really long time, and and you have been too somebody long. way too long. You you've been somebody who who really hasn't, you know, like Brendan's figured out at a young age. You know, yeah. he's always focused. He's focusing on his image. Um, you are now starting to enjoy your successes, you know. And just recently, you picked up. I mean, what did you pick up? Uh, Lamborghini Huracan. It's a huge goal. Childhood goal of mine. It's huge. I just picked it up. Well, it came in two days ago. Yesterday, Monday. Two days ago, yeah. We yeah. I found it, it in. I flew out to New York last week. Uh, well, I booked the flight on Monday. Had a flight early morning Tuesday. Flew out to New York. Got an Uber to Connecticut. Looked at the car. Told him we have a deal. Had some great dinner. And flew back the following morning. He came and picked me up at the airport. This guy wants to go straight home. 
I was like, what do you want to go home I for? I didn't think go like, home. He's like, take me home. I was like, no, we're going to the office. Where the hell did we go? We're going straight to the office. Where did we go he's first? like, we got to make a pit stop. I was like, okay, where? He goes to the bank. Sure enough, the guy wired the money and got the car signed. Yeah. And then we came straight Shit. to work right after. Yep. After like, we did your thing, now we're doing my thing. We go straight to the office. After pulling an all-nighter as well. Dude, that's so cool. And, and and for me especially because I've seen you at your lowest point. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, for all the viewers listening, I mean, this guy right here has been through shit. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, the last, the first podcast we did, you shared a little bit of your story where you guys were, you know, living in a refugee camp in, in Bosnia. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you came here with nothing, you know, and, and you built yourself up to before, well, at 30 years old, yeah. you know, you're, you're a millionaire, you've got, you know, really nice cars and you have a great lifestyle, but starting in real estate wasn't always like that. Oh, no. I mean, you started like everybody else did. You know, I think that your first year is probably worse than most people. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that, actually. I, I began real estate at 23. <clears throat> My first uh, year and a half, I did five deals, man. Five. Five deals only. I was strictly on my own. No calling, nothing like that. Like, no lead calling. Um, yeah, I did five deals, and then officially. And then at that point, I met my, my mentor, and, and I got into calling. And I was really used to calling because I used to sell, buy and sell phones, too. I would hop on KSL in the morning, buy a bunch of phones, get them unlocked, flip them. Pretty much what I did every single day for like five, six years. Paid my whole way through college and everything. Um, but once I figured out it was simple, then those last, you know, that last half of the year, I did 12 deals. The following year, you know, 36. The next year after that, 69. It just kept going up and up and up and up and up. Um, but yeah, like I put the you, you got to put the work in. Yeah. So Alan. You have Brendan here, who I feel like is the mini you, the mini version of Alan. <laughs> Literally. Right? <clears throat> I don't think Alan would ever rock a, back then, would ever rock a, a Burberry tie. But <laughs> You're talking to a guy that just barely got on social media, what, not even two years ago? Yeah, yeah. So you haven't been that flashy guy, you know? Mm -mm. And and even now, it's not like you're being flashy. I mean, you, you just, you enjoy the lifestyle you have. And I mean, number one, for me, people like me, it's very motivating. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. the ones that work with you and they know you and they've seen your struggle and they've seen you come up and... Um, I feel like that's really beneficial for a lot of agents who maybe haven't experienced that success yet, you know, for them to at least see that it's possible. Yeah, and that's actually the main reason why I began doing that, why I began actually sharing a little bit more about my lifestyle and accomplishments. Because prior to that, I would never, year over year, my first, what, roughly five years in real estate, I would never post anything about, hey, this quarter I made 100 grand or whatever it might be. I didn't want to come off like that douchebag guy. Like, oh, look at me, look at me. I make money. You know, look, I made a half a mil this year. I didn't want to be that guy. So I kept extremely low-key, low-key, low-key until eventually, what, maybe a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago roughly, I barely got on social media because I wanted to inspire and motivate other people that, hey, you can do it too at the end of the day. Like, shit, I did it. If I can do it, you can do it too. If I can come from nothing, be in a refugee camp for a year and a half, and then at the age of six we come here, and watch my parents struggle working two, three, four jobs nonstop. I didn't want that when it came down to it. And that pushed me and that motivated me to work even harder. Yeah. That was a, a really emotional day yesterday, you know, when you had the car delivered. And again, yeah. it's more than this, just the car, man. That's a huge goal. You know, you had your parents here. And um, I mean, you know, I missed the first half. But when I came back, I mean, I, I love that energy. You know what yeah. I mean? That, it's just, it's so motivating and inspirational. You know, if you know Alan, you know, if you're from the outside looking in, it's easy to judge and be like, oh, this douchebag showing off his car. But in, in reality, I mean, dude, you worked your fucking ass off for that. It wasn't handed to you, yeah. you know? And I mean, it really is the, the, the American dream. You dude, know, to literally. come here and, and uh, just build a foundation and, you know, set yourself up for the rest of your life. And you found that in real estate. Yep. I found it in real estate. I feel like, <clears throat> like, like I mentioned in the first podcast, I feel like real estate literally saved my life. And, and I was extremely, I'm extremely passionate about it. I love what I do. I, uh, I love helping people. And um, yeah, man, like I, I can go on and on and on and on. Yeah. So Brendan, I mean, you see Alan, right? And, and, and you guys are really close. You know, you guys are very like-minded actually. Um, and I mean, is, is this something you think Alan is something you'll be able to accomplish what he, he's accomplished before? 25? <laughs> 100%. I told by 25. I'm like, by 25, you'll be a multi-millionaire. I'm hoping that, too. I'm hoping that, too. Good. I want him, too. Uh, well, we ran into each other at a gas station back before. Like, three months I, ago, I left right? my other brokerage, um, which is another story we could get into. But, um, 
yeah, we ran into each other at the gas station. We had good connections before that because yeah. we, we actually both came what from the same brokerage. Yep. So we, we knew each other a little bit before, but um, we were t- having a conversation, whatever. And he goes, "You're going to be a multimillionaire before the age of 25," and um, that was something that stuck with me for a while. And it's just. Every single day, I'm getting closer. And by closer the way, closer. actually, I want to add on to that. Alan does that, by the way. If uh, any of you agents out there are struggling and you want some motivation, give Alan a call. <laughs> I'm being serious. Always there. I'm be- and you are always here. And yeah. so this isn't a joke. If you guys feel like you need some help, give Alan a call. He's always willing to mentor and help out. Shit, give me a call. 801-664-9028. I pick up my phone all the time. Yeah. But going back to what you just mentioned too right Too much. Now, you answer your phone too much. <laughs> way too much. Yeah, unless I call and he's like, oh, fuck this. By the way. <laughs> That day, um, I was actually driving to the office, and I noticed your car at the, the what the Maverick. Yeah, that's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Maverick, and I drove by, and I'm like, that fucking guy. So I literally go up at the light, and something told me flip a U-turn and go say what's up. I literally, I'm not sure if I told you that. I literally went up at the light, flipped the U-turn, came back, pulled over, parked right next to you, walked in to see you and say hi, and. Yeah, we got it. We had a, we had a good chat, and like a forty-five minute conversation at the yeah. gas station. Literally, yeah. and I had an appointment to go to. Yeah, that's how Alan recruited me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally in my lab. I had a you know, I had a supplement company. You know, and I was in the lab working, and he's in there, and I'm like my white coat and my, you know, my gloves, and he's like in the clean room, and he shouldn't have been in there, but. He's in there. We're talking, and we spoke for like four hours until like two a.m. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? He's right. I'm gonna get into real estate. You know, and it's been two years, and dude, it's been the best two years of my life. You know, knowing what I knew back then, you know, taking all my experience from business and bringing it over here, I feel like it's been a great asset for the team and, uh, you know, for our brand. And I mean, it's just, you know, the company's doing really well. Oh, yeah. You know, we're in our first year. We actually don't even hit our first year until January. Yeah. You know, like January 5th, I think is what it was. Uh, so it's, it's, it's huge, you yeah, know, huge. Yeah. And then for us to, you know, get to this point where we're mentoring and training and coaching other agents. You know, I think right now we're about 15 agents, yeah. you know, and so uh, I'm extremely blessed and, and, and grateful to be able to be here to do that. Uh, and I'm happy to have you here because, you know, you are somebody who, you know, you're living exactly what Alan and I have been teaching and telling people to do. And uh, I mean, it's 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 so motivating for the newer agents to see somebody like you who's only been in two years, you know, to, to have the success that you have. So, I mean, it's huge. And just crushing it in general. You know, you, you, you're, uh, you, you've done what, over... 30 deals now already in the yeah, year? Yeah, 30, over 30 this year. and uh, That's year number two. Like, not even yeah. two years in, man. Yeah. That is a huge accomplishment. Yeah. And you're doing exactly what we're showing the agents, other agents, to yeah. do. It's simple. It seriously is. You make your calls, you do your follow-ups, and you don't go home at 3 o'clock. You don't go home at 3 o'clock. There's so many agents that will just show up. They're like, well, I made 20 calls today, and I don't have anything else to do. I'm going home. A, you could find another lead source. B, you could go online, figure out, okay, how can I change my structure of my script? Or what else can I learn in real estate to give me an advantage over somebody else? It's like, that's what the average agent does. And you can't just do that because there's so many people out there that are trying to get into real estate because they think it's going to be an easy job or they think I'm going to have so much freedom. It's funny because your freedom gets taken away. It's the opposite. For real. I don't remember the last time I didn't work a weekend. Like, you're working 24 fucking 7. And I think the first, what, six, eight months when I was in real estate, you can ask my mom, anybody. I was in that office for like 16 or 18 hours a day. I wasn't answering my phone to anybody else. I was like strictly clients, lead source, whatever I could do to just dig my nose into real estate and figure it out and get ahead of everybody else is what you have to do. And uh, I mean, I'm still doing it today. There's days where we're both in the office 15 hours a day, 16 hours a day, because we're finding other ways to get leads. We're finding other ways to learn about other things that agents don't know that we can then project into our clients and, and teach them as well to give them an advantage when, you know, we're either buying or selling. So there's, there's so many things you can do out there. Yeah. You know what I love? I love that. Uh, <clears throat> I love that message that you sent out yesterday, you know, between the three of us. And I was like, oh, oh, look yeah. at this. This is totally Brendan. Yeah. Brendan is evolving right now. You know? <laughs> Seriously. You're in an environment right now. That's like, I mean, it's, it's, it's to help people evolve. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you're totally evolving right now. And, and I think you're evolving into something that you probably didn't think you could do, mm. you know. You take and, me back two years, I'd be like, there's no, there's no way. Yeah, no yeah. Way. But I, I do feel like that's exactly who you're going to be. You know what I mean? I mean, I do think you have such great leadership qualities. Um, a natural born natural, leader. Natural, natural born leader. Natural, right. And, I mean, it, it's huge right now, especially in real estate with COVID going on. I mean, COVID is a fucking problem right now. Yeah. 
you know, and, and we see it with commercial, you know, real estate. There's so many businesses that are closing and mm. there's so many opportunities in that area um, of real estate. And it's just so sad to see. And then you think on the flip side, you know, what's happening to the people who are working in those buildings, you know, and, and real estate agents too, because, you know, most of them, I feel like for me, if I can't come into the office and be around people, be around like-minded people and be in that environment where there's so much life, you know, and so much motivation and everyone's working and grinding. If I can't be in that environment, I feel like I'll go crazy. You know, Make I can't, work I can't do it from home. You tell me to try and call at home. It's like, dude, I can't I, do it either. I can't. If I'm at home, I'm at home. Uh, exactly. You get so many distractions. You're in the kitchen cooking food. You're yeah. watching TV. You're playing with the dog. You're doing a thousand other things. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, it's six o'clock now. And I was supposed to do this, that, the other. And I did none of it. Yeah. It's like when you're in the office around people that are doing everything that they're supposed to be doing, you're almost forced to do it because if you're not, they're going to look at you like, what are you doing, dude? And yeah. uh, you just kind of just get weeded out at that point. Yeah. And, and I do feel like, you know, in, in with COVID, you know, what it's done to a lot of real estate agents, brokerages, companies, teams, it's uh, it's almost been, I don't want to say a blessing for a lot of people, but man, it's really weeded out a lot of the weaker agents. You know, and, and it's and that's helped the clients because oh, 100%. you don't have these people who are representing you who are not able to represent you. You know, what sucks fullest. for the clients is like they don't know what a good agent is until they have a good agent. It's like anybody can get you through a transaction, write an offer, and then get the deal done and close it. But until you have an agent that goes above and beyond, saves you X amount of dollars, shows you how they did it, their negotiation strategies, whatever it may be, they don't know. They truly don't. Yeah. And right here with UVO Group, I mean, we, we haven't closed our doors. You know, we built our business at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, March. You know, and it's something we wholeheartedly believe in is that the environment that you're in is, is so conducive to your success. You have to be here in the environment. And I know that's hard for a lot of people because of what's going on. But, you know, in here, I mean, I love the office, number one. Number two, they're so clean over here that... If somebody coughs, I swear they bring in like the whole RPG hazmat crew. Sorry, spraying, spraying <laughs> the whole office down, right? But it, I mean, it's it's so welcoming to those people who are like minded, just like us, and you know they feel like, hey, I have to be in an environment in order to be successful. That's surrounded by people who are thinking just like me, and you know we've we've created that here, and 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 with you being here, I mean that's really helped out a lot because, you know, you're somebody who's you know didn't really give into that fear, and you're not home, you know, sitting on your ass watching TV, and you probably could because you made enough money, you probably take a year <laughs> off. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you probably could, but but you're not. And I mean, that's huge for the other agents to see that. You know, somebody in your position is still here grinding it out every single day, um, and and this is a huge motivated motivational factor. Um, and then, like I said, that's exactly why I love this industry, and and I love our our team and our group because, you know, we're, we we're welcoming those people who feel that way. You know, and again, this is number one. The podcast is for multiple things. Okay, for me, inspiring agents. Okay, inspiring entrepreneurs, right? Uh, and it, there's also some selfish reasons. You know, we would love to grow the business, right? And recruiting is one of them. And I feel like, you know, showing people, number one, the environment that they're in, you know, especially over here, uh, we welcome that. If you guys are out there struggling, you feel like you don't have, you know, a support system or a team that's there with you every day, I mean, we're here. Yeah, you know, environment. Give us a call. Yeah, we have every, everything you need. Everything you need and more. Yeah, it does play a huge role. Oh, my gosh, it's it's huge. That's the whole reason I ended up here. Um, I came from a spot where my environment became something I was trying to get away from. And it was, okay, when I first started, um, you don't really know what to expect, especially if you're a new agent. You just hop on board with what anybody says, and you're going to go with it because it sounds good. But the longer you stay there and the more you start to read people and figure out, okay, what's their, their true purpose? What are they doing this for? Um, you figure out you're driven by your environment a ton. And I went from producing like crazy. I think my first month in real estate, I did six or seven deals under contract like that. And um, it got to the point where my environment changed and I noticed a change in me. My, my deals weren't going through or I wasn't getting people under contract or I didn't even want to go into the office because I didn't like who I was surrounded by. And um, long story short, I got to a point, I was like, okay, I can either stick this out and see if it changes, um, which I basically just did for the past four months when I told myself I needed to figure something out or I can take that jump that a lot of people don't take and try and better myself and go to a new environment. And in the back of my head, I was like, okay, I've already put up with an environment I don't like. What's the worst that happens? I join another environment, I figure out it doesn't work and I leave again. And um, that was the exact opposite to what happened here. So I interviewed with multiple teams, multiple brokerages, multiple people to figure out what's gonna fit me best. And uh, when I sat down with you, it, just, it clicked. 
And uh, I think we had, what, like a six-hour conversation oh when we God. met? Mm-hmm. I, I went to literally come over here, and he was like... He could not stop talking. No, I was like, hey, I want to swing in and see your brokerage. And he's like, yeah, come through. Like, I got a few things to do, but we can we can take a look at it. And it, it turned into a six-hour conversation, and it was like, I found my spot. And sure enough, I joined the team, and it was just, it was nonstop after that. Yeah. Alan's a recruiter of the year right here. And I don't, and I don't <laughs> he even do any recruiting. Recruit. I don't have to recruit when we it comes don't, down We to don't me. do any recruiting. <laughs> We, we take such an opposite approach to recruiting. You know, yeah. it's like everyone says, you know, you put out in the universe and it'll come. I mean, that's exactly what we do. We're not yeah. out there putting out Facebook ads or YouTube ads or Instagram ads or calling brokerages and poaching teams. We don't do that shit. Yeah. You know, we don't. We've been accused of that, which is pretty funny. Yeah. I actually like that, right? Shows, and you and I both know we don't do that, so it's like a testament to how good we are at recruiting. Exactly. We're so good to the point where we don't have to recruit. The, the right people will come and, and, and put themselves in the environment Bingo. they need to be in. And that's you, exactly what I did. You want to be around like-minded people when it comes down to it. Like you want to surround yourself with people like that. And they're naturally going to organically come when it comes down exactly. to it, which is what happened. Like when I was back over there, I thought I was doing great, which I mean, I, I was, especially for a new agent. And then when I, when I moved environments and put myself over here, it's like, what? I had my best month last month. You did. I, yeah. That you had was a huge month, by the way. Huge, huge month. Dude, huge. And, um, that was a huge, I didn't even think it was a goal because of how big I had some of my other months over there. And um, it just goes to show like your environment changes your mentality, your outlook, everything. And uh, it helps you. It seriously does. And that goes for uh, people who aren't on a team or people who are just becoming real estate agents and they have that thing in the back of their head. They're like, don't join a team. I'm telling every single agent out there right now, join a team. When you first start in real estate, join a team. There's no reason you shouldn't get the ego out of the way, get your head just join a team because you guys don't take into consideration, okay, if I'm solo, where's my lead source coming from? I'm going to have to do a website. You're going to have to do 50 other things. Now your overhead's ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 a month. You don't have income because you just started when in reality you join a team, you get a split negotiated with, you know, the team leads and uh, they cover all that for you. And you, you get to learn in that environment. You get to be around the like-minded people that drive you to be better. And it's just so many things are done for you when you join a team and just leave your ego aside and it helps you become a better agent at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, dude. No, I, I love that. And I'm happy that you saw that. And there's a lot of people that do see that, you know, and, and, and they join a team for the right reasons. You know, we, we interviewed, we've been interviewing agents, you know, I feel like left and right. And you yeah. know, we had someone come in and talk to us who was a new agent and, you know, they shared with us like, Hey man, I'm a new agent. I started with the brokerage. It's been three or four months and I don't have anything going on. Mm-hmm. Right. But the way they chose a brokerage was they went off of the finances. They said, hey, man, I want to make sure my split is the best. You know, and they, they went with the brokerage that was, you know, a great split, but they didn't offer anything. Exactly. You know, and, and, and that's the reason. And so, you know, they're struggling right now. And I feel like there's a lot of agents out there who are dealing with that. You know, they, they went with the brokerage for the wrong reason, not because they were greedy, but they just didn't know any better. Yeah. So you get into real estate and a lot of people that get into real estate are trying to get financial freedom and freedom for your time or whatever it may be. And they're focused on, OK, I need to make the most amount of money. When in reality, you're not going to make any money at all. So why not take uh, uh, a worse split to get provided all the information you need? And that's going to transition and you into the point where you're making a ton of money. Yeah. And it's just. Yeah, well, you're able to learn at a rapid pace, too. Exactly. You don't have to wait five, ten years to get the ball rolling. You can expedite that like that. Like picture going to high school, having no teacher, just getting a book thrown in front of you and then trying to get a high score on your ACT. It's not going to work. Yeah. you got to be the 1% to make that work. You need people that are teaching you, and you need to be in the environment that brings you to the level to be able to get a good grade on that. Yeah. And the same goes for real estate. Yeah, ACT. Dude, I was so terrible in high school. <laughs> I hated testing. <laughs> you know, everyone was, all my buddies that were with me in, in school, they're like, oh, I can't wait to walk down the line and get my diploma. And in my head, I'm just like, dude, I can't wait to just get my driver's license. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> and I did, man. As soon as I had my license, I was gone. You know, and I mean, luckily I went and did my GED and I probably didn't even have to, you know what I mean? I've yeah. been self-employed since I was like 18. Um, but like, dude, the whole high school thing is just insane. But, you know, and, and speaking of that, like, I do feel like, um, you know, a lot of agents who are successful, I mean, a ton of them, you know, they don't go the college route, you know, they're entrepreneurs, you know, that's really hard for them to, I mean, you went to college and you dropped out in a semester. Exactly. You know, I mean, you just can't, you just can't relate to that type of mentality. And it sucks because like you go through school and all you're you're told is like you can do this and you'll make fifty thousand dollars a year. You make this and you're making seventy thousand dollars a year. Oh, you be a doctor, you make one twenty. And they limit these kids and put this image in their head that 
okay, that's how much you're going to make. And that's the lifestyle you have to do. And you got to do all this to make that much money. And they're like $120,000 is a goal for some it might be, but in reality, like there's so many other paths where it's like, you're, you're, there's no reason to limit yourself. I think we had a meeting the other day and one of the questions they wanted you to write down is like, what is your goal for next year? What's your income goal? And uh, it was funny because me and you wrote down the same exact thing. And it's like, there's no limit. I can't put uh, a number on it because <laughs> there's no limit. I put a number on this year and uh-huh. it was, it was a good number. And um, I, I blew it out of the water in like two months. Yeah. And I thought that was going to be my 12 month goal. And it just goes to show you can't put a cap or a limit on yourself because y- you don't know what's going to come. Yeah, you, really you don't, don't know what's capable until you're, you know, pushed to the limit. At all. You know, and, and again, like you, you're here, you know, you don't have a lot of distractions. You know, you're surrounded by great people and a good environment and uh, you're doing the work. You know, you're studying. I mean, what I feel like, and I, and I put this together today for some of the agents, it's like um, you have to do a lot of self-reflecting. Oh, 100%. You, know, you have to do a lot of self-reflecting. And uh, I was thinking about it today when I was putting together this this coaching calls that we're doing for the team. Yeah. And I'm like, man, like these are the questions that I would want somebody to ask me when I first started, not just in real estate, in business, right? When you're 100% on your own, you know, no one's going to pay you, you know, to come in nine to five and, 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 and do nothing. If you come mm-hmm. in real estate nine to five and you do nothing, you don't get paid at all. Right? At a job, you can probably get away with that shit. You know, over here, it's not going to happen. No. So you have to do a lot of self-reflecting. Right. And so for you, I mean, dude, like, what do you feel like you do that helps you with your mindset? Cause you have such a great mindset. What are some things that you do? I mean, you're not a party animal. I don't see you drinking and partying on the weekends. No, I mean, I'll drink here and there, but it's honestly to get rid of the stress that comes from the job, dude. For real, if you work so hard, you're going to get stressed and real estate brings a lot of it. But, um, a lot of the stuff that keeps me on track is just, I look at other people that are doing stuff that I'm doing, but on a scale of a thousand. And I'm like, there's no reason I can't do that. I, I look at people and I'm like, you're not smarter than me. You don't know more than me. You're just doing something that I know how to do better. And now I have to figure out how to do that. So kind of like uh, what you were saying earlier, how like Alan's car, when he came here, it was motivation. That's what I use. And I just, I push myself to the next level because I don't put a limit on stuff. Um, and another thing is like, I don't like being a failure at all. I don't like to lose, whether it's a board game or cards or anything at all. I don't like to lose. So for me to come into an office and then be someone who's like way down here when I know I can be up here, that kills me. So I'm like, I'd rather put in the work, be miserable if I have to be miserable, no sleep, whatever it may be to get it done. But at the end of the day, I know it's going to make me a lot more happy because I'm at that next level. Yeah. The whole no sleep thing always hits me. It's always like a ding. It, it's so true. Like if you're hustling and you're working, it's sleep is just not even I happening. I think I you know average what I mean? like what, three hours a night, if that. Yeah. I'm lucky if I get four. Yeah. But it's, it's what you got to do. Like I said earlier, when you get into real estate, you're not getting freedom right away. You're not. Yeah. You got to work your ass off for five, six, seven years. How long have you been in real estate for? It'll be seven years in February. And you're finally getting to that point where now you can transition and start, you know, passing deals off to your team, yeah. focusing on guiding them in the right direction. But it it didn't come overnight. Oh, God, no. You had to work for that. And you put in so much work and time and effort to get to that point. Now you have the freedom. So don't, don't expect to get it right when you walk in the door. Yeah, no, my goal actually earlier... <clears throat> was hey I want to be um, I want to be a millionaire by thirty, then eventually I actually changed my goal because I, w- I was actually getting there a little bit sooner. So I moved it to twenty nine, then eventually actually I hit at twenty eight. So I hit my goal two years early. And you were changing those goals throughout that uh-huh. process because you were self reflecting and exactly. you were like, okay, I'm here when I should have been here um, on paper. Now yeah. I got to go back and adjust everything that Which I had is on. Pretty much exactly what happened with the year the year, the year I did sixty nine deals. You know, it was maybe around like. October-ish. My goal originally was actually 58. I already knew exactly how much to make and how many deals to do. My goal was actually 58. Come around October-ish or so, I'm like, man, I'm like on track to hit my goal. So I hit, I increased it to 60. A month later, I was getting more and more deals. Then I moved it to 65. And towards the end of the year, I moved it to 70. And then I closed the year off at 69. But what I like about that is you didn't limit yourself after you saw you're coming up on your goal and saying, okay, here's 50. I'm done. I can Time chill. To relax. Exactly. And that's <laughs> yep. what I did with the amount of money that I wanted to make this year. I, I blew it out of the water Yeah. and I was like, okay, now it's time to do it again. Like I'm going for more. Yeah. I'm not just going to chill. And you have to do that. You have to do that. If you want to get to that next level, you have to, you know, what's funny is, is I saw, um, and we know Mike Burns, right? Yeah. Mike Burns, yeah. a real estate investor in here. We got to get him on the podcast and do it's cool. Oh yeah. Right? Huge shout out to Mike. Yeah. Mike. So, uh, we, we, I saw Mike, one of his stories, and he was watching this show that I saw when I was way younger, and it was like The Men Who Built America. Have you guys seen that? No. It's about like Vanderbilt, 
I um, have actually. It's, it's Carnegie. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty pretty good series. It's Entrepreneur, right? Okay. And so it was, I think it was on the History Channel before. Mm-hmm. Now it's on Prime, right? Shout out to whoever the hell made that because that show is so <laughs> motivational. Dude, that right? was a good one. It is. And so he was watching that, and I'm like, oh, dude, I remember that. So I turned it back on, and I've been watching it at night, you know, a little bit. And I'm like, I'm like, this show is so fucking cool. Like, it really just pumps you up. You know what I mean? And when I sat and watched it, because I don't really watch a lot of TV, you yeah. know, when I sat and watched it, I'm like, you know what? This is the kind of stuff that I like to watch that pumps me up and motivates me. You know what I mean? Like like you said, you know, you have your stuff that you do mm-hmm. um, that helps you get focused and, you know, focus on, you know, what's uh, important for you in your life and your goals and stuff like that. And in that show, you know, these guys who are the titans of industry, I mean, they literally hit a goal and it was never financial. It was just proving to themselves that they could do it. Mm-hmm. And when they hit it, it wasn't enough. They were just like. You get addicted. Yeah, you, you just keep going, going and going and going. And going. <laughs> like, how big can it I do this? It is a drug on a whole Bro, other level. <laughs> you want to keep is. growing at the end of the day. Like, you want to. It's all about growth, man. Yeah, it's super cool, man. Uh, yeah, turn that back on. I mean, if you haven't seen it, bro, I'll send I it need to, to you. I watch it. Yeah, it is yeah, super. It's, it's pretty much Think and Grow Rich that's on, on video. Yeah, on video. But it's, I mean, they have entrepreneurs another in good there. One, another good one, too, by the way. And I apologize to cut you off. I actually watched it uh, two days ago, actually. They have a movie, you know, the book, The Secret? Mm-hmm. Have you read it? No. The Secret? Yeah, I've got it. Yeah. They actually have a movie about that as well. I actually watched the movie about two days ago as well, The Law, the, the law of Attraction. Really good movie to watch. I would definitely recommend watching it. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge, man. Manifestation. Like, that's got to be a big part of, um, you know, if you're on an entrepreneurial journey, you have to take some time, you know, and and invest in that type of stuff where you're constantly being reminded of, like, okay, this is normal to be stressed out. This is normal to be struggling. You know, it's normal to, you know, look at your account and have nothing in there and have the debt collectors calling you. And as long as you stay on that grind and if it's something you really love to do, and it's got to be something that can make money. Yeah, you can't be focused on something that's not going to provide a, a, a good life for you. You know what I mean? But if, if you're in that industry, you know, the, the one that you love and you're passionate, I mean, you're going to go through the ups and downs, you know, and, and reminding myself of stories like that. You know, Think and Grow Rich was the number one book that I read. Yeah. I mean, number one, like by far. You know, I think Rich Dad, Poor Dad was somewhere up there. But, yeah. dude, that book is insane. Like, it's insane. I probably read that at the age of maybe maybe 18, roughly, 17, 18. I felt like it changed my life. It did. Change mine. Thousand percent. Gives yeah. you a whole new perspective on everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter where you come from. Doesn't matter who you are, what you do, what race you are, religion. None of that bullshit matters. And when you're an entrepreneur and you fucking hustle, you get rewarded when you stick to it. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually, you know, you'll have your failures, which are so. I'm so grateful for all my failures. Oh, I love them. You know, well, I'm they grow you as a person. Oh yeah, I'm so grateful for those learning lessons. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, going back to the whole. You know, thing that you said is like you hit your goal and you didn't sit on your ass after that. You hit your fucking goal and you kept going. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I mean, that's huge. A lot of people haven't really adopted that mentality. I see them smash their goal and then they go on vacation and all of a sudden they start declining. They start partying. They start bullshitting. And I mean, that's that's you know that's not the point. You know exactly. what I mean? And that was. You go back and look at me three, four years ago when I was doing other stuff. I was making great money. I didn't have bills at the time. I was young, living in my parents' house. I wasn't paying rent. That's what I would do. I would make a good chunk of money, vacation, party, do this, that, the other. And um, this year, I haven't even taken a vacation. Speaking of vacations, I just, when's this podcast coming out? This weekend. <laughs> this this weekend. Well, my parents will know by then, but I, I smashed my goals and I was like, okay, I want to do something for my parents because they were the ones that, you know, helped me get out here and supported me through it. And um, I booked them a vacation. We're going out to Cancun and stuff. So that'll be fun. That is but, dope. Um, That's it's cool when you can take care of the people around you. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I mean, There's like exactly. No, no better feeling, man, than giving back. They're going to hate it at first. They hate when I do stuff for them. But I was like, dude, they do so much for me. I got <laughs> well, to do something. To. You right? have to, man. Yeah, so they'll, they'll be bitching at first, but it'll be fun. That's cool. But it's, it's cool because you get to that level where you can start doing stuff like that, and it's just so enjoyable to me. It is. Like, I'm one of those people, don't get me wrong, I like to spend money on myself, but when I can spend it on other people, you get a whole nother feeling. You yeah. really do. It, yeah. It's fun. Yeah, I like that. I know, I can tell that about you. I can tell you, you're a very giving person. And, and again, a lot of the people who are successful, man, that's what they do. You know, they contribute. I mean, give, give, give. Your, I mean, your principles that you live by, I mean, it's growth and contribution. Yep. And, I mean, they go hand in hand with success. Yeah. You know, if you're contributing, you know, and, and, and you're growing and you're working on yourself and you're doing good and you got good karma and all that good stuff. And, I mean, you're going to be successful. You know what I mean? You're rewarded by with success. Exactly. You're a good person. You contribute. You know, um, that's why I love the fact that we have a team now. 
you know, we're able to pass that on to other people who are, you know, struggling a little bit in life or struggling a little bit in, you know, work, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the, I mean, for me, you know, with a team and I haven't been in real estate for too long, but I have had businesses with a lot of employees and I had a team, you know, before and, and I noticed that, you know, yeah, you might be helping financially, but if you're contributing to mindset, if you're helping them deal with their personal problems, you know, if you have those qualities as a leader, it goes so much farther, it goes so much farther, you know, it does. And so I, I love being able to share those, you know, my experiences with people, you know, Alan the same way. Um, I mean, it's easy for an agent that he recruits to come on board and look at him like, man, this guy's always been so successful and really you haven't like, dude, I'm, you were working at Starbucks back in the day. Yeah, yeah I remember that, man. Like Starbucks that's, and then a waiter, and it didn't happen overnight. Part of me wishes I would have done something like that just to get a feel for it. Cause I don't know what that's well, like. Well, hey, it's never too late. Uh, I think <laughs> I, I passed that point in my I would life. love to see you be a barista and make me a nice caramel frappuccino. For a day? I might have to do it for a day. But no, I mean, my whole life I was like, the, even when I was younger, I was very quiet, but I was always a hustler, entrepreneur type thing. Back when I was little, I think I was flipping shoes all the time. Um, I was always plugged on those, getting rid of those. I was doing like modded controllers for Xbox when I was in like uh, IT and stuff or switching iPhone backs and stuff like that. I was always hands-on, but um, I never got that feel for for that labor that you would have to do with something like that. And I, yeah. I regret it, but I don't. Well, in the meantime, to clarify too, like I was maintained a job, but in the meantime, just selling phones. On the side. Selling phones. Yeah, you were always hustling, bro. Always. Yep. You know, at an early age. But I was yeah. maintaining a job as well. I wanted to make sure I had a job. There you go. And you went to school. And you and you graduated. And you graduated college. I did actually. And going back the to only that one well, in the room. He, he wanted to be a uh, a cop. Can you believe that shit? Well, actually, this guy's a cop. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, going back to it. Yeah, I was actually in the high honor roll all the time too. Four point oh, like, but it was too easy. I would it come. Was. There. I'm like fuck. I'm like all right. You know, Alan probably would have been a damn good cop though. Now that I think about it, bro. Honestly, you're such a nice guy. Yeah, you're so likable. I'd want to get pulled over by. I wouldn't give anybody a ticket. Yeah, he he would probably lose his job. <laughs> I could never give somebody a ticket. They give him a sob story. I came no. from another country. You're, I'm an immigrant. Okay, you're done. Oh, I got so did I. Get out of here. That would pretty much be, which is why I would be a horrible cop when it comes yeah. down to it. But yeah, no, I went to college when, and I got my, my, my bachelor's degree in criminal justice and psychology. Uh, graduated at uh, 22. But the main reason why I did that, too, I was literally in school, in class, with a backpack full of phones. And I would literally be running in and out, in and out, buying and selling phones. So the teachers already knew. And they, every time they would ask, why are you even here? I'm like, Fully honest with you, I'm here just to de- to get a degree to make my mom proud. I am strictly here to get that. Once I got that degree at 22, began real estate at 23, and the rest is history. Yeah. But I made my mom a promise though, and I want to keep that. To get your uh, degree? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. Goal crusher. It, doing goals that he didn't even want to do. Yeah. <laughs> Crushing goals he didn't even want to do. <laughs> Still ended up doing them. Did it anyway. Yeah, no, and then that's I gave good, her my de- degree and said, "Here you go for you. I don't need it. I'm out. I'm I'm going to be self-employed. Now. I'm out yeah, of here. There you I'm go. Out there you go. Um, but dude, you know your story is dope because you, you're 22 and the, you, you were in college at 22. Graduated at 22. Yeah. 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 So I mean, you're 22 now and you, you've got a, a huge step up on other people. Yeah, I got I, mean? I got a head start. I yeah, did. huge head start. Could you imagine this guy in 10 years? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine right now. Dude, actually, actually, I can. I can. I can. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I love it, man. And, and again, I'm so we're so grateful to have you in the team, bro. You know, Thank and you. I'm gonna I do everything. It. I'm gonna do everything in my power. Alan's gonna do the same. You know, to make sure that you know we help you become a leader because we know you have those qualities. You know, and I, I see him. You know, we got this software. You know, Boomtown. We we picked up Boomtown as a, as a software uh, CRM. And, you know, I'm not very technical when it comes to stuff yeah. like that. I'm very artistic and I'm a very creative person. And, you know, Alan is, you know, is a lot, he can't do that either. You know what I mean? And so I can't <laughs> even post a story on Instagram without asking. You know, but I'm so happy, Brendan, you took the reins and you're like, I'm going to train the people because I know this, you know, and, and he did it. And, and dude, stepped I, up. it was amazing. I mean, I picked in on the class and I think I even did a story on it, but I'm like, dude, this guy is a born fucking leader. You know what I mean? I'm so happy to have him here on the team. Um, cause we're going to run into situations like that where we need our team to support us. You know, I'm happy to have somebody here that's able to do that. Mm-hmm. I love um, that. Yeah, dude, it's, it's amazing. Right. But I want to go back to you, man, because your goals, it's the end of the year, right? Christmas is a couple days away. Um, and I, everyone sets a goal for, for the new year. I mean, what are you looking to accomplish next year in 2021? Dude, I honestly, I was doing a vision board the other day and like, I kept looking at it, looking at it, looking at it. And I was like, 
I don't know. I truly don't. It sounds stupid, and people are going to be like, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. And it's like, sometimes that's how it goes. Like, I obviously have uh, a goal of how many I want to close or the volume that I want to do. But past that, like, I really don't know. A lot of my goals are, are real estate focused instead of, you know, personal life focused. And um, I think that's where I need to grow the most. Like I said, I'm only two years in. I have so much more to learn. I have so much more to adapt to as far as the people I'm around, figuring them out. But um, I I don't have a set goal that I need, need to hit next year other than just do really good in real estate and become a better agent. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I feel like you you will learn and grow along the way. Yep. Right? I mean, and, and your trajectory, I mean, you're so focused, you know, and so whatever comes is going to be amazing. Like, I know that, right? Alan knows that. We talk oh, yeah. about it all the time. Um, but, dude, like I said, man, I'm, I'm super happy to have you here. Um, Alan, dude, thank you so much for, number one, being here with us. I oh, know pleasure. it's always a little challenging getting Alan in here. He's so busy, this guy, <laughs> <laughs> right? But the podcast is very important. You know, it's very important to me. It's very important to Alan. Um, you know, and I feel like, number one, this is our fourth episode, uh, but I'm just so fucking happy, and I'm so uh, excited to see where this brings us, you know, and how it helps a brand and, and how it helps the community and the agents, you know, who watch it. Um, but, dude, thanks again for being here, yeah, bro. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank yeah. You, Alan, thanks for being here, bro. And uh, thank you, viewers and listeners. Again, if you want uh, some motivation, give Alan a call. Uh, I'll put his number in the description below. <laughs> <laughs> but we will see you guys on the next one. Honestly, I don't know who the fuck to trust. Is he my friend or my friend?